I remember we were talking about Greedfall. Yeah, Greedfall. It's a cool looking game. I mean, I haven't really been into Western RPGs in a long time. Actually, I like let me the only the only one I can name that I was really into is Mass Effect. See, when, I first saw Greed, when I first saw Greedfall, it was like in well, Skyrim, initially before I even read it, like any articles. I saw that I think it was E three or Gamescom. Maybe definitely most like it was E three. When I saw when I saw Greedfall, I was like, "Yo, this looks like Dragon Age, the next step, you know, from Dragon Age one, not not Dragon Age two and Inquisition. It's like Dragon Age, the next step. What Dragon Age Inquisition um, Origins should have moved on to." That's from the, the look of the game. And then when I saw seeing this stuff with the story, the gameplay, I was like, yeah, this, this right here is Dragon Age 2. I can't remember what this is, just Dragon Age 2. No, what, from what I've been reading, there was like... The, so the game, they say the gameplay on point, you know, there's a lot of good elements in there for like skills and stuff like that. But when it comes to story they're saying the story they have a decent story there but it's like in the end like based on your decisions well, kind of I, kind of really, I kind of really i kind of like what we're see, what they were basically saying it's like you had to play like straight down the middle kind of you know to get like <laughs> to get like the best ending so i guess it's like i think there's three endings and so it's either you you pick a side or you'll be extremely neutral, you know? And, yeah. and, and like, if you pick any side, it's, like, you just feel like you're just an asshole, like, you feel bad. And so you have to play Obviously. extremely straight down the middle in order to feel like you, you, you kind of did the right thing. That's what I was hearing. And, and then when they compare it to, like, other games like Dragon Age and wherever we have these days, either they were saying... It's good, but not uh, not quite as polished, and that makes sense though because it's not a AAA studio. So yeah, you know, the, at the end of it all, they were saying, well, if you like Dragon Age and you like Mass Effect and you're looking for that, you know, that feeling that you got when you played those games back in the day, you would you would enjoy Greedfall. So to me, that was like that's a good review, you know, even if you're saying like oh. Is you know it's not as not, not as polished as some of these games can be, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think. But they 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 considering the budget though. The budget yeah. a lot smaller, and they're saying that you know it's pretty good for for the budget I had. So, but the problem again going to be with people saying oh they'll buy it on sale, and then a second one won't come out. Um, it was Game Informer that you linked, right? Was it Game Informer? Might have been Game Informer. I think it looked like Game Informer. I think it was Game Informer. Yeah, I was yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Game month, Informer. Um, I think monthly emails from Game Informer. But that was one of the reviews out of all the like all the websites and, and companies that do game reviews. That was one of the reviews I actually liked, even though it wasn't saying like the game is a perfect game. You know, it doesn't have to say that. But the reason I like it is that they do what a lot of gamers don't do. They took the budget into consideration. A lot of gamers, like, you see, like, Greedfall, and um, before Greedfall was uh, Necromancer, um, Technomancer. Yeah. Technomancer, yeah, Technomancer. That I was, that's not a game that you could, you could compare to another Bioware game, uh, Mass Effect, in a sense. It's not, it's not too much like Mass Effect, but kind of a little like Mass Effect. But anyway, Technomancer came out, and uh, all the comparisons came out, blah, blah, blah. People were like, well... This doesn't look super polished and this and that. I'll wait to get it on sale. Like, my guy, you're gonna buy Mass Effect Andromeda. It's not super polished, but you won't say I'll get that on sale. You know, EA has a budget to put out a polished game. They're only banking on that budget. Because EA does capitalize on the names of the studios that create the games. Bioware, they were known for, you know. So much back in the day, Jade Empire, Mass Effect, Dragon Age. So when people hear BioWare's, it's like they don't even think, you know. They don't even. They're not. Con- and for a long time, people wasn't even considering EA. They just, you know, they hear Dice. Yeah. They hear BioWare, and I mean, yeah, to be to be fair, like that was 
that's how I was until I started to realize that thing EA touch. <laughs> this this kind of negativity kind of spreading from just FIFA and spreading and spreading to everything. Cause I wasn't like a man fan, yeah. so I didn't really keep up with man news. So like I already saw negativity in FIFA. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done with FIFA. And then you start seeing it creeping into other yeah, as the time, games that flounder. The, the time goes publishing. on, they start using a lot of tactics in other games. You know, everybody doing that these days too. But yeah, but I was there. I was one of the few reviews I actually like because yeah, people need to take they actually take the budget into consideration. And give give lesser known games a chance, you know. Because I like to me, I just like RPGs. I remember. I used to read, I, I stopped reading reviews on Tales games because I used to read reviews on Tales games. And this is why I actually don't really read, read reviews on anything, like most games anymore, anyway, as a way of making the decision of whether or not I'm going to buy it. Because I used to read reviews for Tales games, and I don't think I ever seen a review that was good. Like, it would be average, like mediocre, it would be like a 6 or a 7. You know what? What the reviews give tales, and that's like that's the high reviews, and then the other reviews would be lower. Cause well, I keep hearing, and when you go in comment section like Reddit or what's that website? Uh, IGN. If yeah, when you go to like IGN, IGN and you yeah. go to the forums and you see people talking about it. It's usually seen it's like somebody say one thing and then everybody just copy and start new threads. You know cookie cutter rpg blah 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 this and that you know bland boring you know speaking of like cookie cutter when when um what's that game that laws of the fallen when laws of the fallen came out you know it was it was, it was trying to be in the souls born genre and it was like it looked good people played the demo i, th- I think it was a demo played it it's like yeah it looks good like Maybe it's easy because it's just a demo early on. Bought the game and it was like, oh, this game is like generic wannabe Soulsborne, uh, Soulsborne light because it's so easy and all this stuff. But the thing is, it it kind of got support because people bought the uh-huh. game because people, you know, this is like people were craving for more Soulsborne. So it got support. And then after that, they put out, I think it's the same studio. They put out The Surge. And that was like, like a, a sci fi. Yeah. Sci-fi Soulsborne, and that was better than Lords of the Fallen by far. It wasn't on Soulsborne level because you know the original, you ain't gonna be on the original level. And then the Search Two is I think it just came yeah, out or it's soon, coming out soon. But from what I from what I saw from from Search Two, it looks like you know they're actually improving on their game, and I believe Search Two will sell better than well, I didn't Lose really hear Surge one, the only reason doing. I played Surge was because it was free. When when the PlayStation free games for the months and I played yeah. it, I was like, it was okay. But I I know for a fact, me personally, I'm not really that into those Soulsborne type games. Or actually, I, I go use I go use the the, the phrase that responders use for the Star Wars game. You know the what, what do you call it? Um, something fighting. You know. It's not button mashing, it's um, whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah. I forget I the term that they use. But they, they, they try to, you know, not use Soulsborne because when you think Soulsborne, you think like something unforgiven, you know, like you make a mistake and you're going to get punished hard for it. And, and their game not really meant to be, well, according to Respawn, the Star was not really meant to be, um, like a Souls one game, where it's, you know, you make one mistake and unforgiving, you know, you could probably get owned. But I think that's probably what Lords of the Fallen was going for. Instead of they didn't want to really be known as like, oh, it's super hard, like Souls one, but more like, oh, using the the same yeah. kind of yeah, the mindful. I think it was like mindful. Fi- combat or something like that is what they called it you know you have to be mindful instead of button mashing that's that's cool though but i realized from playing the surge i, I tried lords of the fallen uh tried um that dark souls um what was the other one called so 
Bloodborne. I tried Bloodborne? that. Bloodborne was kind of cool to me, but for some reason, I couldn't get past the first area. It's like, I killed all the monsters in the area, and I just didn't know where to go. I was stuck in, like, a graveyard or something. I was like, okay. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't that interesting to me, and I realized, I determined that I don't really care for that kind of game. Like, I like the fighting. I like the combat. Love does not button mash. You know, because that kind of reminds me of um the combat in, in like, For Honor, you know? It was where it's like, oh, yeah, sure, certain, uh, certain, certain characters could spam certain attacks and combos and get away with it but for the most part you really did have to kind of be mindful you know but we live in an age of of meta so it's, you know that, that that's ruined some games i'm tired of hearing the word meta when i play games like oh, this is meta this is my like uh, you having fun or are you just doing what someone else does because it's meta, it's meta. i mean but it has well, like, thing because go ahead. Like well, I was playing, I was playing PvP with my friend, and actually no, I was just playing. I was just playing PVE, just like a co-op with my friend and on Ghost, and he was talking about because he used to be a hardcore Call of Duty fan, and the next one coming out, he's talking about how he wasn't gonna get it, and that's, it wasn't because the game was bad. He played the beta. He's like, yeah, the beta was cool and whatnot, like. You know, graphics good, gameplay good, but he's like he doesn't like the way that the games be played though. You know, because there are certain things that you could do in the game that are kind of dumb. You know, like jumping and shooting like this Halo, like you know, jumping and shooting and drop shotting. That <laughs> to him, he he hate that that kind of dumb. I was like, yeah, it should yeah. be a little bit more realistic with it because nobody really going dive and pull the trigger while they go and prune. You know, that, that doesn't make any sense. You won't really have control of your weapon. And then at the yeah. same time, nobody jumping around like an asshole and <laughs> firing the weapon either, you know? And since it's a military-style game, it should be a little bit more realistic. And I'm not saying it'll be 100% super hyper-realistic like some of them games some PC players have played, but just a little bit more. Like, certain things like that just shouldn't be a thing. And what he was saying, it was like, the reason he not getting the game is because the way the people has played the game. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I understand that because sometimes... Sometimes it'll be like certain kind of mechanics within the game that might not have been intentional, but you know it's in there, so people find a way to people use it abuse and it. abuse it. You know, because on a point yeah. is a uh, one example is Gears of War. I remember I hated that game before when I first started playing it. it used to give me a headache. Had that stripping motion blur as you're turning around and stuff like that. But over time, somehow. I get used to the blur, so it didn't used to give me a headache as much. And as as the time went on, and I was getting used to the blur, I was I also got better. And one tactic within the game that I learned, because this was like a thing that eighty eighty five percent of the people was doing, it's called wall bouncing. Because it's a cover based game, and basically when you take cover, when you press X or whatever it is to take cover, your character is kind of like slide into the wall or whatever it is that he's trying to take cover onto. But if you turn your camera and you press it again to a different cover point, he, he'll move from that one into the next one. And it's like your character kind of like sliding from one to the other, you know. And so if you're in an area with three or four walls or even more things that you can take cover on, you basically just keep turning your camera to face something to take cover on and firing your weapon at the enemy at the same time. And whew, that, I mean... It didn't make any sense. Like people just sliding around, blowing each other heads off. It looked, it looked cool, but it was retarded, you know. But that was just something you did, and I could understand. Like in the beginning, I hated it because I couldn't do it, and I could. I got better at it. I stuck. I stuck around because I was playing with people, and I got real good at it. But in, in my head, it's like I could see people quitting the game because of this stupid. Like you, you. It's a cover-based game, and you expect it to be like, oh, I'll be behind cover making, you know, tactical plays. Like, all right, try to flank around this dude, get, you know, and if we get close up on each other, we fight each other. You ain't, they never expected that everybody was just going, hey, let's just get as close as we can and stop bouncing off these walls and, and shooting at people. So the way people play these games could sometimes ruin it for you. I understand that. It'll be, it'll be, it'll, it's shocking that Ubisoft will let, uh, 
drop shots in, in another shooting game of theirs after seeing how people went against it in uh, Rainbow Six Siege. It was like, if you know, if you, you have a competitive shooting game and people are adamantly against drop shotting, you know, your next your next shooting games probably shouldn't have drop shotting, even if it's not the same studios making it. You just you just be like, yo, listen, guys, this studio had this issue with this. Let's make sure your game doesn't have this issue because you know, is it is a issue. It is an issue, no matter how how many people want to say like, oh, just get good. Like drop shotting is not. It's not something that should does. be. Uh, well, if you're trying scary. to make like a, if you're going for a military shooter, you know, no matter how realistic you go in, that shouldn't be in the game. If it's like some kind of sci-fi, some fictional something, I go ahead and do whatever you want. You know, who who knows? Maybe your laser guns and stuff. That's how they work. You know, in in that universe, but in a military type game uh, or like. Even if it's like police, you know, cops and robbers type thing, you're like it'd be a little bit more realistic. And I'm not, I'm not even looking for hyper realism, you know. I I don't care. I'm not looking for hyper realism. I just want like mechanics that don't require kind of stupidity in a sense to to play the game. Like drop shotting is that's not a cool mechanic in any way. Um, what what are the stuff? Yeah, we can exploit it. Uh, lean, lean spamming in Rainbow Six Siege, crouch, crouch, lean, crouch, lean, like, you know, that's, that shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be able to crouch and lean left to right yeah, a million times in a millisecond. Just, just because you have, like, you have macros or, 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 you know, you're hooked another, up on Adderall and, and that's another example drink. that reminds me of, like, uh, Rainbow Six 3 with the open lean and <laughs> just stand up, just straight out in the open and leaning and, and firing the people for some reason it made it harder for them to hit you. I don't know what the heck that was. Like, your hitboxes just be out of whack. And even though they're the aiming directly at you, it's like, they mostly miss. I don't know. But, you know, certain things, that, well, back in those days, on console, they didn't really, they couldn't patch. These days, you could patch. And certain things, yeah, certain things, they, they need, I feel like sometimes, though, they need to work faster with, I understand saving up all right, working on a whole bunch of bugs and exploits or whatever, and then one patch, you know, however often there's this do the patch, I think it was like once a month or once every three months, whatever it is, that's cool. But certain things require like a quick, all right, this, for instance, like to me, in Rainbow Six Siege on console, mouse and keyboard, is a, that's something that shouldn't be allowed, you know, because the people who don't have mouse and keyboard, which is going to be 90%, 90%, you know, 90, 95% of the people who playing on a console, not going to have the mouse and keyboard hooked up to the console, even if they have one, because they ain't come, they're not trying to play with a mouse and, and keyboard. even if they do so, have one, and it's like, the, my keyboard is hooked up to my PS4, but when I start up Siege, it doesn't do anything because I don't have a Oh yeah, because you're not the emulator, like the... XIM or whatever. Because we dongle that emulates a controller. Yeah. That's the thing. So my opinion, like something like that should be quickly addressed. You know, oh, well, so you're saying there's five, ten percent of the people in this community using some kind of cheat, some kind of exploit, some kind of something to give them an advantage. You should be, you know, a hot fix for that. Like, all right, start working on a fix. All right, how we could we could ban these certain devices, you know. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be quick with certain things. And then some other things, yeah, you could take your time and, all right, you know, you do a patch every month or every two months or every three months. Yeah, work on some of them smaller ones and not really game breaking, not really affecting too much. You know, it's annoying, but not really affecting too much. And then put those out like that. But, you know, a lot of these companies just take the sweet time and something, and that's what makes the fans feel like, yo, they don't even. It's like they don't care because like people complain about this and been complaining for a long time, and we don't hear anything about it. Patch after patch coming, nothing in the patch notes about it. Without Another fixed. example similar yeah. to that, it's like especially in um PVE games with with loot, like uh let's just say, Warlands for example, right? Like let's say there's like exploit where. 
people could get loot at a rate that they shouldn't be able to get loot. The people who, who like, you know, plow through the game in half a minute when the, it comes out and they're endgame overnight, like, they'll be exploiting it, getting all their loot, and the regular people seeing this, like, yo, that's like, all right, they're seeing this, and as soon as the, the, the regular crowd hits that range to get it, patch. So, yo, that, that's just been going on for, like, weeks, months, <laughs> y'all didn't do nothing. <laughs> and it almost feels like as soon as you get there, it's like, all right, patch. It's like, what took y'all so long, you know? I'm, I'm playing the game very slow, and then as soon as I'm up there, oh, okay. All right, let's fix it. I'm not saying, I'm saying I'm looking to exploit it, but it's just like, you see these things? You should find a way to take away from the people who, who exploit those things, you know? Kind of like, um... Because that's usually what happens. You exploit something, and maybe it's not super overpowered, but it's because it got exploited so early on, and, and something, they decide to change it, and then for everybody else, you now it's like, they didn't even get to experience that. It's like the... Yeah. The, the IQ exploit, you know, it's like, it. it's just like, it's happening, it's happening. Oh, we can't recreate it. Well, well there's video evidence of it happening, you know? That's, that's, that, that one was wild. <laughs> Not being able to recreate the renders, like, videos of people doing it. It's like, you know, maybe Streams maybe you, your, your person who should, who's testing these bugs shouldn't be, like, Karen in H, HR or something. It should be someone who actually plays games. Who... We'll have some, some kind of sense, oh, okay, this YouTube video is showing you how to do it. I'll be able to recreate it in half a second after watching his video. Not someone who's just like, because it's not like, it's not like they have to go and re try recreate it with no kind of idea. Just, there's videos on YouTube. People are reporting the videos on YouTube, you know, and these people aren't just like, just showing them doing it. They're showing you how to do it. So... If people are showing you, the makers of the game, how to do it, and you can't recreate it, something is, is wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah, that that's another thing that that's kind of annoying me. But lately, past few years, lately when they put no games, I like I start to wonder, like, do do people even test the games? Yeah. I understand is a lot of these softwares, a lot of these games huge. They're big. There's a lot going into them. Besides, yeah, and mo but most of the time is mostly graphics. But yeah, there's a lot going into them, and a lot of time, a lot of times the things that are wrong with it has to do with the graphics, like the animations and stuff, you know. But most of them, mostly ones that are super annoying and or game breaking, is usually something that common amongst all players. Or most players, and like just blat like blatantly clear as day in your face, like you turn the game on, and there it is. It's no, you didn't even have to look for it. It just, it's just there. You know, so sometimes we wonder, like, yo, did anybody even test this? And I'm gonna use Ghost Recon as an example. For some reason, so after you complete the very first mission that you have to complete because it's story mode before you get to go around do whatever the heck you want. Once you complete that, you get. A binoculars as a reward but the thing is some people so the complete quest some people don't like they don't get the binocular in the inventory and then further some people do get the binocular in the inventory but then at some point they lose the binocular and if you go in the forums and look at most people playing the game they have videos about it already too it's happening to almost everybody. So it's like, yo, if you turn the game on and you play three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different people test the game, you know. Somebody out of those people going have like that simple ass clear as day bug. This is I mean, and they should have a, like a little at least a little checklist for certain things to find something common, you know. Cause sometimes you need to kinda narrow down what you're searching for to be able to find a problem you know you can't just be like all right the game runs you know turn the game on the game runs i could go ahead and play now yeah sure you turn the game on you can play but now you gotta look at all right when it's narrowed down what i'm searching for so let's say especially games that have huge menus like a million freaking tabs and all this stuff you could do in there skills and it's all right. You're not just looking at what you fix. You gotta go back again and do all the tests to see 
you know, the majority of things working. What you can't just be all right, fix this one thing, five things broken. Next thing you know, the first day of the patch, everybody complaining that six more things broken. Yeah, yeah. Sure you fixed that one thing, but now they're not gonna enjoy the game even more because six more things broken just for that one thing to be fixed. It's like I wonder like do these people test? Like just get somebody who's play- like all these streamers and things that they'd be giving these games to for free and early and all kinds of shit. Why not, you know? Let them test the game for you. It's like on Something. on a lot of these multiplayer games on PC will have like a test server where you can like when a patch wants to come on you can download it and test the stuff. Like that's cool, you know. I, I have no problem with that. But then it's like, why don't you just make your game with the test server kind of built into console version? So when you when you're about to drop your 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 new patch. You know, when you log into the game, you have test server. Don't you want to download test server? It downloads, and you could try the test server from there. Because now, the ten times, console and PC don't have the same issues. <laughs> kind of like um, in Siege when Kaid first came out, the way his con- his his shotgun controlled on PC, completely different. Not just his, shot- his gun, yeah, his shotgun. The way control on PC is completely different from how it controls on on console. You couldn't test it because there's no console test servers. And then it didn't get fixed until the next season patch. Because, you know, consoles are the priority. It's just an afterthought, even though we pay for the game just like everyone else. That's one thing I don't like is the, like, certain things need to be patched sooner than later, you know. I understand you know, saving up, you know, all the fixes you have for a patch at a scheduled time later on. But that's, like, for small things. Small things are not really... Like, when when somebody... when All right, let's say there's a bug that makes basically when the, player, when the character's unplayable. Like, you could play it, but it, it makes no sense to because the bug's so game-breaking for that character that everybody just avoids it. At that point... It's not oh let's wait till the you know the the scheduled patch at that point if especially if you found a fix for it you find a fix for that that's something you just go ahead and do a little quick cut fix like all right we fixed it test it put it out after you test it or whatever day you know can't be like oh remove this character from the game yeah and then and then you fix it but you just released it's a scheduled patch like two days ago and, you fi- and now you fix it today so you're gonna wait till the next patch which probably a month two months three months away before you're like nah yeah you, you fixed it put the thing back in the game simple as that smaller ones that over time you know that not being exploited as much like there was some there were some bugs like when you read the patches there's some bugs that you hear you see that they fixed and you maybe you saw a video too people that exploited them but they're not that popular so you didn't really ever experience it yourself and you didn't really see it and yeah so they fixed those in those scheduled patches in bulk like like on rainbow six siege coast i think it's coastline or coastal something like that coastline yeah coastline and there's a pat there's a tarp that somehow the defenders you could jump out the window, climb up the tarp, get on top of the roof, and like put a hatch down or stand on the roof and fire down at people repelling up and stuff like that. I heard of that and I see it get patched out in the patch notes, but I've yeah. never actually seen it. You know, you know what's, certain, certain you know what's funny like, about that? That got patched. People found another way to get back. up there. It got patched. People found another way to it get back, back there. Yeah, it came back like three, four times. But that's what I'm saying. Like something. So, so now, after all right, if we keep coming back, that's not to me. That's not something small anymore. That's something. All right, yeah, patch it right away. Especially if you fix it once, and then oh shoot, it's back. Don't wait till a whole next. All right, we just put out this patch, and we had to wait two months, three months to put out the next patch, and we'll put the fix that we find for that out. You know what the uh, best solution would have been? Let's remove the tarp. <laughs> like legit, just remove the tarp, because then. Nobody can get on it because there's no tarp to get on. You know, removing one tarp from that whole map wasn't going to, you know, take away from what the map is. 
it would fix a problem that because if you're patching it, you, you can't see it as a problem. So you don't want people to get out there. So if you just remove it, it happened once, try fix it. It happened twice, try fix it. It happened again. You know, maybe just remove it. But you know, fix change yeah, design for that spot. How to fix it for for good, but yeah, you can just remove it. Just change the way the map looks. Change the tarp to something different, something something with a shape where you can't get on it. No matter how how you try to glitch your body to to jump, that's a lot. Lo- like it's basically just pushing your character's body into position into a way where it's forced into animation, and usually like you force it into a jump, and you jump to somewhere where you normally can't jump, and and then you just go from there. So like if you just if you take away the option to force your, your character into jump by removing the tarp or whatever it is. Kinda like when people used to push shields by walls and then try to jump over jump over the shield with someone behind the shield so they get pushed into the wall. Yeah. The solution is no when somebody try when you try to jump on the shield or you land on the shield, it it, it just breaks. <laughs> So it's basically just removing the shield, so you can't get pushed through the wall now. You occupy the same space as the shield, or and someone is in behind it, so you can't go there. The shield breaks. Problem solved. Sure. What they should also do is set some kind of thing up. So if you're within, if you if you're in a certain area, you're taking damage. You know, so like if you somehow inside of a wall, you start taking damage. No way, really, they just die. Instead of Oh no! Oh, we found somebody find some area where they could get into the wall and run on the map. And no, you gotta wait three months for the next patch to go ahead and patch that out. Meanwhile, there are people exploiting the crap out of it, getting wins, no deaths because they're inside of walls. Nobody could see them. Nobody could hit them. And they're having, they're having the time of their life. Certain certain things they need to prioritize. But... And they need to, they need to test. Prior I test guess test. I feel like they're using they're using the players to do all the testing, all the but testing, then they're yeah. taking their sweet time with the fixes. And even when they fix things, they're not checking to see if they didn't break something else. I mean, that's the only reason you have test servers because like it's free. It's free work, <laughs> you know. And honestly, I have I have no problem with test servers because I have no problem. Who doesn't want to? We just want to try something out new first, you know? Yeah, but... you're going to try something new first. And you're expecting that once you give feedback, that they'll take the feedback and do something with it. Yeah. You know, not, oh, all right, we put this on a test server and then whatever, wherever they say, we just go ahead and release it, you know? Or, we, or we'll, do, we'll take some of the feedback and we'll imp- implement it, but we're not going to test afterwards, you know? We're not going to test that afterwards. We're just going to push that to you know, production. Yeah, so if, you t- if you're playing on test server and you're not seeing change over time, like, you're not seeing patch notes every two of the on test server, like, if this test server is up for, for three weeks, and you're seeing, like, a patch twice every week, you know, are they really testing anything? And you're just like, eh, it's good enough. Cause that's what it seems like to me, like, most games is... That have a test server, it's like, all right, put something out. You so people only playing on the test server so they can play it first, and then, regardless of what happened on the test server and what people say, it's like, all right, something gets pushed. Production is like, did you even take any notes or feedback from from what we said? Like, we didn't like we didn't like this feature. Or this this was bugged out or something like that. And even if they did take it again, it's like, all right, just push it out. No testing. Yeah. Alright, yeah, we'll change we'll change the, the way this works, like you, you guys suggested. But we're not gonna test that it didn't break something or it actually works how you wanted it to. And we'll just push that to the game. Uh, a, little, a little off topic, but my friend just told me that there's a rumor going on, right? That Diablo four is going to drop November third. Right after BlizzCon. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I'm like, so I'm thinking like, well, you know, first of all, yeah, it, it most likely has to be a digital only game. Because <laughs> it can't be physical. 
Wait, what day? What day is BlizzCon? Let me. That's weird, though. Yeah, cause you would have seen that like on Best Buy, Amazon. I mean, at least Amazon, you would have seen it. It's November. Is no wait. Yeah, before that's a rumors. Maybe the other next year. Oh no, wait. So BlizzCon is. When is BlizzCon? Let me see. On their website right now, BlizzCon info. Free game festivals Thursday, October thirty first. Main event is November first and November second. So November third is the day after BlizzCon. So for that game to be dropping, and that's like what two weeks from now. For that game to be dropping, right after BlizzCon, it has to be probably digital only. You would think they would drop it on. PS4, PC, and Xbox One at the same time, but if it's digital only, it's it might be PC only it initially. Be, yeah, you never know, it might be the best kept secret in game. <laughs> and then from that, there was also another rumor that I saw a long time ago that you know I really didn't uh, pay attention too much to it, but it was like Diablo yeah, 4 was, was going to be like a, a, a looter shooter. More first person is a shooter, more lines kind of like Borderlands Destiny. That's kind of like pretty annoying. How and, many and... gonna see that before you said it? Though? I was <laughs> yeah, yeah. and really... but what is Warhammer third person shooter though? The the, mm, the RPG, no, they, well, they have so many different Warhammer, that's what I was getting at. Oh, yeah. oh so you... I thought you were talking about the ARPG because the only Warhammer. Warhammer I knew was the MMO, but I know it came from something else. Like a card game or something, or a book. I don't know. What it's like like from. a dun- t- um a dungeon. It's yeah, Warhammer's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Kind of a tabletop fantasy. Warhammer's everywhere. The only but... one I played and the only one I knew was the MMO. And then I remember looking years after, it's like after they shut down the server, I was like looking looking it up, like I wonder what really happened to Warhammer. And then I, I found like a RTS. And then yeah. Yeah, a couple of years later, again, I was looking, and then it's like, oh, it's not only just an RTS, and not only just the MMO, it's like a, a first-person shooter that kind of looks like, um, I was going to say, no, I was going to say Baldur's Game, not Baldur's Gate, um, what's that arcade game? It's like four people, you get to play like a wizard, or... Uh, oh, I don't uh, uh, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Yeah, cause it reminded me of that. And I was like, damn, well, how I just have, like, every version of it. Yeah. You know, oh, like, that kind of that kind of annoying, though. Because who, as a as a Diablo fan, wants more lads Diablo? Because, <laughs> like, think about know? it. As a well, Diablo fan myself... Yeah, for first person shooter, looter shooters, I'll play Borderlands. You know, right. Diablo. And, and, and in terms of Diablo, what everybody been hoping and fiending for was a Diablo 2 successor. Point 2. <laughs> you know, we wanted a newer game that that still had the, you know, the features like Diablo 2, like being able to, you know, do the stuff to do with the items and creating your character, like, building your skills how you want it, instead of being forced into we pretty much automatically have every skill, and then, because that, that does right there forces one or two particular quote-unquote metas. The thing is... And then they build, and the annoying part about Diablo 3 for me was that they build the gear around those things. You know, so in the end, you could, oh yeah, you go ahead and try making whatever kind of build you want, but in the end it was always oh, going to have he was always going to have one or two builds up that was just the best or better to, to play with. Um, for me, Diablo 3 doesn't exist, so I'm not even going to talk about it. But if Diablo 4, if, because, you know, it's, it's only a rumor, so I don't know how true it is. Well, that's why it's, <laughs> that's why they didn't say nothing about it if it's going to be a first-person shooter. If Diablo 4 is a first-person shooter, right, it would, you, would, you would speculate that it's, Many years in the future from the Diablo one and two, it's and like crossbows and arrows. So it's many years in the future, and then like, is it going to be the same? You know, kind of the same setup as Diablo. You have the head slot, the the waist, the pants, or is it going to be like, I I can't even picture the Diablo universe in in like a future. 
time period, you know. I mean, I could, but I don't want to because it, it just seems so gross in my mind. Yeah. It's like, no, let Diablo stay where in that time period of, of, of gameplay and not go into this futuristic sci-fi. Like, if you want to do that, how about you use one of your other games that kind of in that time period, kind of like StarCraft or Overwatch or, you know, don't, like, make a spin-off of StarCraft. Yeah, you could go ahead and make a spin-off of Diablo. Why would you, nah, whatever. They even need to call it Diablo. See, that's the thing. They just want to bank yeah. on the, the name of something that was previously good, you know? So did that Diablo mobile game ever come out? Probably did. Because that was last E3. That was last um, BlizzCon. Nobody really care about... Well, none of us, like console players mostly, don't care about mobile games. There's so many games that are mobile games that I have no clue. I never even heard of them. Diablo Immortal. I'm not not seeing it on on the Apple Store. Hmm. Yeah, it's not in the Apple Store. So, like... Maybe they didn't release it yet. So, I guess nobody had phones. Because... It was called Diablo what? Immortal? Immortal, I think it was. Oh, it's, I see it in the uh, Android store, but it says coming soon. So they ain't finished making it yet. It's, it's, yeah, on the Wikipedia it says upcoming. Early access to this game. So, wow, so about to be early access. So, they're still planning for a 2019 release. So that's, that's yeah, you know, I feel like that, that's probably what's going to be dropping yeah, after BlizzCon. That's what that will make out. more sense. With Diablo Immortal dropping after this gun, than a a whole new Diablo game on PC. About Diablo Four because it's not gonna be what you want, and you just go yeah you go end up getting it and regretting it. At this point, I'm good with Borderlands Three. Like Borderlands Three is filling my my looter desires from a game right now and. Well, last three just came out, so we don't have all the DLC, all the all the changes are gonna add to the game. So I'm good with Bonelands three, Diablo four. Blizzard has to really make a Diablo two successor for me to even consider. These people can't get past the, the you know that 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 second game or even the first sometimes, but I think about Sokam. Sokom 3 was okay, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed Sokom 3 because it was basically the same thing as Sokom 2. There's just certain decisions they made kind of changed the way the game was. Like, the maps were bigger. So the bigger maps kind of changed a little bit. So they didn't have the same kind of design as Sokom 2. But essentially, it was the same game as Sokom 2. But then after Sokom 3 completely changed, what we get for Sokom 4 was like, actually, uh, what, did 4 come out? Next one was it? Uh, there was this other one that was pretty much the same as the other two, you know, Sokom 2 and 3, but it was like all online. The PSP has come out before it. Robin? The PSP versions of Sokom. Well, yeah, the PSP versions came out, but and those were pretty much the same, but there was for the, for the PSP, but there was like confrontation that came out, but I think that came out after Sokom 4, which was like a whole different game. Yeah, because Confrontation was out on the PS4. No, PS3. Mm. Alright, so you had Socom, then you had um, Socom 2, Socom 3, Socom Fireteam Bravo, Socom Fireteam Bravo 2, Socom Combined Assault, that was Socom then 4. Tactical Strike, then Confrontation, oh, no, 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 then Fireteam Bravo 3, more. then Socom 4. Oh, oh yeah, four, four came out. Yeah, but four was different. Four kind of reminded me of um, Siphon Filter for some reason. It really looked. Yo, Sokom was the only. Sokom was a yearly game, pretty much. <laughs> wow. Sokom well, one came in two thousand two. Sokom three, two thousand three. I didn't even hear of Sokom one. I only heard of like I first heard of Sokom on two. Yeah, but when from, I saw Sokom from a cousin in um, South Carolina, and then, but he had, I think he had two, I think he had one and two was all at that time. Or was it two and? Yeah, and yeah, then I, two, I started playing on, and 
that's I used to see commercials and everything for it. I never saw a commercial for SOCOM. Yeah, SOCOM 2 came out, 2003, and then there was like 2005 before SOCOM 3 came out. And then Fireteam Bravo came out the same year. Then Fireteam Bravo 2 came yeah, out the next year. Then Combined Assault came out the same year. And Tactical Strike. I'm guessing some of these are PSP yeah, versions. Yeah, those were PSP right? games. The Fireteam Bravo and the Combined Assault and the Tactical Strike were PSP games. Because I remember so like, Combined yeah, Assault was yeah, more right. of a... It wasn't like a traditional Soulcon game. It was more like, if you remember, Full Spectrum Warrior. I think it was like one of those games where you click, tell your team where to go, and then tell them what to do kind of a thing. Which... I wouldn't mind another one of those type of games, you know, where it's not you're not like in full control of your character, but you're like you're controlling the team. You're telling them where to go and what to do, and then you watch it play out, kind of a thing. Yeah. I, oh I, snap! I so, um, I think Bravo Two was able to sync with I think Socom Two. Socom Two, Socom. Nah. Yes, yeah, I was saying like this game was also this game was also able to sync with the PlayStation Two game. Um, it must have been Sukum 3 then. Oh, Combine Assault. Combine Assault. Fighting Bravo was able to say with Combine oh, Assault. Oh, yeah, you know I remember now. Combine Assault was an expansion for Sukum 3. That's what that was. And then Tactical Strike was a, yeah. like a full spectrum type. PSP game. PSP game. It wasn't like the traditional where you yeah. control your character, pull the trigger and shoot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Because I, I, played, I, played, I played the crap out of Sukum 3. And Combine Sukum Assault. Sukum 2 was. Sokum 2 is where I put more smiles in Sokum. Yeah, Sokum 2 was uh, definitely had better maps. Like, I mean, more memorable maps. I mean, playing Breach Mode, you had Enowapi, you had Sujo, you had Sandstorm. I, no, nothing. I think, thinking of all the maps and games I like, I, I don't think any map brings me as much joy as Sujo. <laughs> like, Sujo, it's probably like one map I would love to revisit. Sometime was pretty, in the future. Sujo was pretty good. It was kind of... When I think about it, though... It kind of... Why, I don't even understand why it was good. Because, all right. You play, <laughs> you only, yeah, because if you're attacking, if, you, if you're the ones who have to plant the bomb, you only had two, two, two options, basically. There's two different alleys you had, and you had to jump over a wall or blow it up. The enemy used to yeah. come, either jump over the wall and then be running around in your area or just waiting for you to blow up the wall or jump over it and, you know, come come down the alleys. You really had no choice. And then the snipers would be set up either on the dock somewhere or on that little, by the chicken coop, waiting for people to come through. There really wasn't, you didn't really have that many options. But, I mean, and it was, a, to me, it was a small map. But it did yeah, it was definitely was small. <laughs> Something about it was. But it was uh, the, 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 the pace of the game and like it was like a five minute timer. Something about it was. was it five minutes or like four minutes? It was, it was like, like your short timer anyway, and then like, and then like you know, if you took too long, you kind of shot yourself in the foot because then the the defenders always had mine set up. And PM. It was like uh, you had to lean and shoot to blow them up. Or throw grenades. So it's like you couldn't. You you had to. You had to move, but you also had to be mindful of, of how you're moving. You can't just like run out. Like somebody, sometimes you get a defender who run out with a uh, LMG or something and the, just go crazy. Was it twelve grade? The full auto shotgun. Yeah, was it a spaz? I don't know what it is, but it was a full auto shotgun. They used to come out and go bang, 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 and the Model eighteen pistol. Yeah, I, uh, I used to love dude. That's why I fell in love with the Malaysian. Every Any game that I saw Malaysian after, I was like, yeah. That's like, that's why like, one of the few pistols I actually knew. And then, <laughs> and then the SEALs would, would come out with the Desert Eagle, and I think the most used gun wasn't the M4, it was the IW. The IW-80. I mean, I like the M4, but most people, you know, oh, I got the yeah. IW. <laughs> but yeah. That game was on point, though. Yeah. And I don't even really remember the names of a lot of the other maps. I remember, like, Crossroads, I think it was. That was a demolition map with the bomb in the center, and you had to go. And... I remember the maps very vividly, yeah, but, like, yeah, I don't remember like, the names. Yeah, I don't remember the names, except for the breach maps, because the breach maps were... Like, the, the desert one, the desert one where you had to, like, extract the hostages. Yeah. Like, I, I could picture that map fully in my head, but... 
ask me to tell you the name of it. Track and escort maps. I don't know the yeah. names, but I, I played on them so many times. I just, I mean, I remember them fully well. I just can't remember the names. Man, I've been wanting a game like so come. Some games come close, but it's not quite. You know, and then with the with Siege, the... Siege is like the closest feel for me right now in terms of the joy from the SoCal. Adrian with the games as a service and by all the fuckery that these companies do and instead you, you can't really ever get there because one they don't try to release a full game anymore because the games as a service they try to see all right release as little as possible to begin with and then over time keep releasing shit and make them pay for that that's why we're in a situation we're in i'm not saying as a service bad but the way they're doing it, the way they're implementing it, bad. And we, the game's suffering for that, you know. The player's suffering for that. You know, instead of releasing a yeah. nice, good game and then support the game over over time with a decent marketplace so, you know, you could, you could get your money with your microtransactions to support it. Nah, this, instead, release a quarter of a game, have the rest of the game or another quarter of the game pre-finished before the game release but release that as a early access dlc for people who buy premium and deluxe versions and then people who get season pass they also get you know two week early access for it as well and then everybody else have to wait until those two weeks up and and then buy it you know singular because you didn't get the season pass now you have to buy it at like a full price you know season pass is probably I don't know, thirty dollars, and then you have to buy the DLC standalone at twenty dollars or something. So, and that's the problem we we haven't. So they're not releasing a full game. They're not putting in the effort to to support the game either. All they want is the money from it, from what they could get from games as a service. You know, fill up the store with microtransactions um... and exploit people, and then release another game the next year, and all that stuff you just buy in the store. You said none, none of that could transfer over. Look at um, perfect example is Smash Brothers. Like these has that if you look at the roster in Smash Brothers, like if that was made by other big AAA companies, <coughs> if that was made by some other companies, that roster wouldn't be that big from the get go. First of all, would never, even would never get even even if the previous games. Even if the previous games had 99% of those characters, the rest wouldn't have been that big. You have to start paying for all of them. No, yes, Smash Bros. has DLC, but the roster, let's say the roster is 70 characters on release. That's freaking nuts. And then it's like $5 each character. You get the character, you get some me, me skins and cosmetic stuff. You know, you have all the game modes in I Smash. Character. Could I, I buy like a. The season pass was twenty four bucks, and I think that's with five characters. All right, yeah. So I think it's like five dollars. I could be wrong, but so now almost everybody who plays Smash buys the characters. Yeah, hey, you want all no, the characters. Nintendo's. So it's like you know, we said initially said five characters. This is things are going good. You know what? We're gonna make more after those five. Like shit going too good, you know, because. We're supporting you guys without, with in ways that we're not kind of fucking you over with predatory practices, and you guys are supporting us by enjoying and buying the characters and playing the game. So you know we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. You know, that's how you do it. You you, you keep the fans happy. The fans will keep you happy. That's the thing. And you don't have to. You know, this predatory tactics of, you know like evolve game release with thousands of dollars worth of microtransactions in the store really now if you said all right it was thousands of dollars worth of microtransactions but it was also thousands of you know things to get and you're saying oh everything was like a dollar or two dollars cool you know because you didn't have to buy everything you know because that's the argument everybody always uses you don't have to buy it yeah sure you don't have to but look at the price of it when you you know if you're going to and a lot of these things end up getting locked. You're like, oh, you can't buy it. I mean, you can't have it unless you buy it with real money. But it costs $15 for this. Like, come on, dude. 
Now, if you were saying, all right, you can only, you have to use real money to buy it, you know. And but it's not, it's not the only one that looks good that you could get, and it's only a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, yeah. you know, versus oh, yeah, this is the only one you could get that looks like it, you know, exclusive, you have to pay for it, thirty dollars, and then the next, the next DLC or whatever, you put out, you put another one in there, and suddenly the price higher, forty five dollars. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, you, you don't have to buy it. But that's the thing. The, the only reason they put it there is because they know people are going to want to get it. People want cosmetics. All right, so when Evolve, initi- on launch day, this is launch day Evolve. This is even like where all the DLC that came out after. Launch day Evolve was $60. And then the, the DLC pass was $25. And then... If you want to buy all the DLC available for Evolve, it's another hundred thirty-six dollars. That was wild. So you paid sixty dollars for the game, and now for DLC you're spending a hundred and sixty-one bucks. And then the argument <laughs> gonna be, well, you don't have to get it. Just think of think of that statement, though. The, why put it in the game if it's not something that people are going to want to get? You know it's something people are going to want to get. And that's why you've jacked the price way up and say this is the only way you can get it. But but this is, this is my issue with, like, okay, a lot of it's cosmetics. You don't have to get it. But, like, should your game really be having $136 worth of cosmetic DLC on day one when you have to pay 60 bucks for yeah, the game? My thing is... It's not even that it's $136 worth of cosmetics. Because when you think that $136 and you break down how many different items you have, it was probably like 10, 12. You know? Now, if you're saying it was $136 worth of cosmetics and then you break it down, it was like 80, you know, 100 different items to purchase. That means the price of each It was 44 one, different It was 44 different I- um, items to, do- to, to purchase. 44. That, that, that's that week, you know? For that price, like if now, if like I say, if you're seeing like it's a hundred, two to, two to so, seven dollars per item, two to seven dollars per if item. If you're seeing it was like a hundred, you know, then everything would be like two dollars, you know, and then people could pick and choose what they want. That's the thing; they 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 they're clever with it. So you put out, you have you have your tears, you know, you have the the rare, no, you have the common, the rare, the elite, the legendary. And the prices exponentially increase. It'd be like two dollars, ten dollars, fifteen dollars, you know? thirty dollars, uh, something like that, something wild. And then, the, of course, the elite is the coolest looking one. You want to put the most effort into and jack the price way up. And the only way you can get it is by paying real money. Yeah, because when you when you look at the game, like all right, for honor, right? After you level up your characters and blah blah, well. There's nothing really to to fight for. Right, the gameplay is fun, sure, but was was it to achieve? Right, you could you could unlock some cosmetics by playing, I guess. I don't, I can't remember 100, percent but sure, let's say you could. You're still not gonna get anything super cool. You're not gonna get none of them cool emotes. All that stuff you have to buy. You're gonna feel, you know, and that's a third person game, so you you want to see your character looking cool. You know, you can see that. Yeah. But now you got to play because you're poor or you can't afford it you know, or you don't want to spend the money on that, like that kind of money on something like that. You have to play with the basic-ass character. It's not very, you know, compared to all the stuff that you can buy, it just doesn't look that cool versus these people who just, ah, whatever, you know, I have the money or I have my father's credit card. I'll just buy everything. You know, they come in, they sparkling. The characters making all kinds of weird noises <laughs> and you know the glistening, they, they, all kinds of cool things. You know they have all kinds of effects with their attacks and stuff. And you're so basic. Over you know after a while, what is two things gonna happen? You either gonna get bored and you feel like you're alienated, or you're gonna end up buying. You think just so you could be on the same level as everybody else. That's basically what they. That's what they're banking on. This is what they want with the, exactly. They want like you want. They want people to, basically, add work, be working billboards for them, 
And it's like, all right, you you have all this stuff, and people's like, damn, son, he looks so cool. Yeah, they want you to come in. Look, like like, oh, yeah, like, look how cool this guy look. How he get that? Go into your store, $60, pay the $60 and get it. So you could be on the scene. Because other than that, yeah, nothing. Not, you, you like to say, oh, no, no pay to win. That's cool. No pay to win. But then there's nothing to achieve though after that too. So is the only thing people want is the cosmetics, the stuff that's in the game. But then you're locking it behind real money. Or if you don't lock it behind real money, you make it really, really hard to unlock it any other way. Or you gotta grind for how many hours like and get lucky with a loot box or some shit. Like, come on. I just tired of these predatory tactics. I haven't really been into <laughs> like for me in most games. I think <laughs> I barely buy any kind of microtransaction in any game store. No pay to win anything before pay to win became a big problem. Like people complained about, and no, I mean maybe here and there a cosmetic or two, but for most place most games. I didn't, because I can't even remember a game where I bought cosmetics. I didn't buy any in Siege. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I didn't want any, but it's like a, at this point it was a principle for me. It's like I'm not going to spend the money on it. Especially in a in a first-person game where you can't even see your own character, except on the winning Exactly. Team. That's exactly what stopped me. It's like I was thinking, I was like, yo. Like, who, who you, I'm not seeing like, it. You're paying for somebody else's enjoyment. You know? It's like, when I think about it in Siege, it's like, since you can't see your character, except for on the win, the win screen, the more people who buy legendary skins, <clears throat> it's like it's almost as if I bought the legendary legendary skins. You know, it's like I buy the legendary skins so I could see it on the enemy characters <laughs> because other I can't see myself. <laughs> yeah, but at least free. see, like that would have been cool. Like if you you buy skins and somebody picks that character, you could have that skin on that character. But I don't know how it works. <laughs> But then again, you know, that kind of wouldn't be, especially with the way some skins are like, I would always, almost always have Echo wearing that freaking bright red and white skin. <laughs> Just so it stands out. Oh, man. Yo, yo, this yeah. would be a good good time to call right. it for this week. Next week, it might, it might just be me talking about some horror movies and horror games. Because yeah. it is almost halloween. halloween and if any if any i'm gonna keep, i'm gonna keep up on this diablo 4 here e- even though even though i'm, I'm not kind of i'm not really looking forward to it you know <laughs> as, a, as a huge diablo fan i'm really not looking forward to to it i'm not i'm not going to blizzcon i'm not really gonna watch blizzcon I just i just want to see what when news comes out of it, in terms of StarCraft and Diablo, because that's that was really my childhood from Blizzard, Diablo one, two, and StarCraft, you know, and well, well, a little bit of Warcraft and World of Warcraft. It was for me, damn, I didn't even start on StarCraft. For me, it was Warcraft and then StarCraft, Warcraft two, it was Warcraft two, and then StarCraft, and I ended up liking StarCraft way more. Something about it was more polished, in my opinion. Warcraft was harder to me, but I still enjoyed it. Still enjoyed yeah, it. I just, I just, I just, I just want these companies to go back to, to the to the golden gods they were, you know, in the nineties and early two thousands. The technology increase, right? There's so much more that they could do with their games, but they also saw opportunity to make money off of us because of the technology. Back in those days. They were, there was that was art. There was art for them. You know, they were making something to be proud of. It's like, oh, I make it. And there was no thought of being able to change the game when it was done and and fix it and patch it when it was done. The technology wasn't there yet. It was just all right. Let's make a game that people are gonna like. People are gonna talk about. People are gonna, you know, play and enjoy. And they made and that's what they did. But when I think about a lot of these older games. I can't even really, like, I didn't really see the amount of bugs that you see in games these days. And I understand the technology wasn't there. They didn't have as much 
in those games as they ha- have in these games these days, but they also probably went through a, a stricter yeah. process of, of creating these games because they knew that once they put it on the physical, whatever, the cartridge or the CD, that was it. They knew that. I'm sure there were some games out there that had some bugs that was pretty annoying within them, but for the most part, they probably went through a rigorous process of testing their games. You know? Now it is, these companies, is a laziness. It's a, everything is, in, in software development and engineering and stuff, everything is agile. Agile, that means oh, quick sprints, you know, put things out real fast and then just patch and just keep going. Quick, keep quick going maths. Over, you know, like, all right, a three-week sprint. In three weeks, however much we could get completed, we get completed and then push that out. And then go do another three weeks and however much more we could get completed, we get completed and push that out. But back in those days, they used to do... Quantity of quality. What, I think what they call waterfall, where it's like, well, we just had to do everything. You do everything all the way to the end. And then we'll look at it, test it. If you had to fix anything, we'll go back and do everything again all the way to the end. And, you know, that's how they released things back in the day. Everything now is about speed, agile, agile, agile. But the thing is, you take that agile concept, and not bad. It's a good thing, actually. But then you take the business side of it, all these dudes who just want to make money, and I right, push these things out real quick, real quick, real quick. It sprints. But but you focus more, not on the actual product. You focus on how much money you can get from it. Fortnite, every time they freaking put on a patch and they change stuff and throw something into the <laughs> store. Like, I don't even know what Fortnite is anymore. <laughs> Yo, I, I, you know what? One, one day we got to talk about that, that Fortnite saved the world because I feel like everyone who, who, who played Save the World at this point no has been bamboozled and deserve, deserve to be deserve refunded <laughs> because, because what this, this, this Save the this World is a part of Fortnite still? Focus is just on, uh, it exists, I know that much, it was supposed to come out this year, I know that much. Is it out? I don't know. Even if it is, does, does it get any care? It, yeah, I don't get no it's because it's not the, it's not the, the it's not the beast that that um the battle royale is so it's kind of like an afterthought. I mean, makes sense as a business perspective, but they gotta think about the people they bamboozle. You know, that's the problem. They don't care about that. It's yeah. all about how much money they can make. But we can talk about that next time, another time. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's signing yeah. off for for this week. It's probably just be me next week, and we'll see. I'll, I'll see if I get a friend on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna push it, but we'll see if I if, cause, I'll see, cause he he has, you know, he recommends some horror movies and stuff. I'll see, and he plays a lot of horror games too. So I'll yeah, see. You have to prep him. Not prime it's him just gonna real be early. Yeah. Just like remind <laughs> day after day after day. Yeah, I'll, be ready. Uh, Alright, so I'm Nerd UMV. I'm ready to be testers and Peace see you next out, time. Deuces. Episode 6 of the Beta Testers. Let's make playing games for fun the new meta.